The concept of retirement in this country is broken. We work ourselves to death and we miss out on so many of life's precious experiences. And as a certified financial planner and CPA here in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm committed to helping free others from this antiquated mindset using my three-bucket approach to managing money and to find creative ways to live now and retire while you work. Join me as we change the way we think about money and time and which one of these is the true currency. Hello, so today I really wanna give a state of the economy now that we're past mid-year and really a year that has all of us scratching our heads as to what happened and what will happen in the next half. And many of us have known family members or maybe friends that have been sick. Many of us have felt the effects of isolation and loneliness and the hunger for connection has been off the charts. And I personally can relate to a lot of this. The first six months of 2020 saw the advent of the worst global public health crisis in a century, um, I believe since the 1918 influenza pandemic. And in response, the world locked down and put the entire economy into this medically induced coma. And here in this country, uh, the immediate effects were one, um, a savage and nearly instantaneous economic recession, right? Accompanied by record unemployment. And then two, we saw the fastest and the deepest collapse in stock prices, really in living memory, if not ever. We believe that all lastingly successful investing is essentially goal-focused and planning-driven. And all failed investing that we've seen is market-focused and typically event-driven. Let me say that another way. Every truly successful investor that we've ever known was acting on a long-term plan. And every failed investor that we've known continuously reacted to sudden and terrifying market shocks. So let that sink in, if you will. We have found that long-term investing success is really a function of the economy and the markets. It is a direct function of how the investor reacts or how he or she refuses to react, right? Now here, we are all long-term goal-focused equity investors, and we act on our plan with patience and discipline. The smaller part of what we do for clients is crafting that plan. The much larger part is helping you not to react in stressful times like we've seen this year. Now, we continue to believe that the equity market cannot be consistently forecast, much less time, and that the only certain way of capturing the equity's superior long-term returns is to sit through their occasionally steep but historically temporary declines. We have as a team, however, built financial strategies to help clients remove that emotion when they feel the urge to take the foot off the gas when the market is crazy. And for those that have cash on the sidelines and they want to systematically invest in the market during times like this, we have a plan for that. And these strategies are designed to help us avoid the dangerous timing game, yet still follow a plan that's designed to increase the potential for better returns in the short and the long term. And by using these techniques, our goal is to help prevent our clients from making mistakes that could likely set them back for 10 or more years. So at mid-year, the first great wave of the pandemic appears to be abating and the economy is slowly reopening. And as it continues to reopen, there's inevitably gonna be some flare up in new infections, right? The interaction between the pandemic and the economy in the short to the intermediate term is therefore perfectly impossible to forecast, just as is the timing of the development of a new vaccine, right? Or a vaccine to begin with. The equity market crashed from a new all-time high on February 19th to a bear market low 
on March the 23rd, I believe, it was down 34% in just 33 days. There is no historical precedent for this steep of a decline in such little time. Right after that, it posted its best 50 days in history. The S&P 500 closed out the first half around 8% off of those all-time highs that were set on February 19th, and down only around 3% from the beginning of the year. It is not possible to forecast the near-term course of corporate earnings or dividends as they, like the economy they reflect, are still largely hostage to the pandemic. Now, that being said, we invite your attention to the fact that at June 30th, the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note was about six-tenths of 1%. That's right, 0.6%. We infer from the current state of interest rates that though it is impossible to forecast equity earnings, dividends, and prices, few if any of our clients can continue to advance towards the achievement of their long-term financial goals using all bonds, especially at today's low yields. This is just another reason why I've advised you to stay the course in equities. Now, yes, there is a place for bonds as most of us, we don't have the risk tolerance to own 100% stocks, but this needs to be reviewed very closely with your financial advisor. Even if the pandemic continues to subside and the economy recovers, investors will have to deal with what may be the most widespread civil unrest in our country in decades, and really what promises to be a bitterly partisan presidential election cycle. We won't get started on that. Emotions seem likely to continue to run high with unpredictable short-term market consequences. It's impossible to predict the short term, let's say the third quarter of 2020, to the intermediate term, say through the first quarter of even 2021, but none of you are investing for the next one to four calendar quarters, right? We say again, we are all long-term goal-focused, planning-driven, patient-disciplined investors. So finally, yes, I'm almost done. We would urge you to think back to January 1st of this year. Have your most cherished lifetime financial goals really changed since then? And if not, we see no compelling reason to change your plan. So then let's be of good cheer. This too shall pass. Optimism remains to us the only long-term realism. And by all means, please be in touch with us if you have any questions or concerns. And in the meantime, thank you, as always, for being our clients. And it really is a privilege to serve you. Thank you for listening today to Retire While You Work. I'm David Adams and hope you'll continue to listen as we discuss creative ways to manage your time and money. And now some friendly disclaimers to make my compliance department at Raymond James happy. Here we go. Any opinions are those of myself, David Adams, and not necessarily those of Raymond James. Expressions of opinion are as of this date and are subject to change without notice. The information contained in these podcasts do not purport to be a complete description of the securities markets or developments referred to in this material. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but we do not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Every investor situation is unique, and you should consider your investment goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon before making any investment. Prior to making an investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor about your individual situation. Any hypothetical examples are for illustration purposes only. Actual investor results will vary. Raymond James does not provide legal or tax services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. <sighs> there you go.